Well, well, good morning. Uh, please have a seat. My name's Mike Devine. I'm the pastor here. As you can tell, I'm uh, not at the top of my game today. Uh, my voice is about shot. Um, today, though, is, I did want to say that today is a very special day. We've been um, in the grow groups and in our uh, process of the, in, in the journey, we've been talking about always being prepared to, to defend the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And today, Caden Westbrook is going to be sharing his testimony. Larry Talbert is going to be sharing his testimony. Um, and, and so I, I wanted to just, one is to thank you for uh, stepping out of your comfort zone and, and sharing that with us, but also um, to open with, with, a with a word of prayer. Um, each of them has a song that's going to lead into their testimony too. So um, if you'll bow with me. Father, we come as always into your house, just giving you glory and praise. And, Lord, on this Labor Day weekend, Lord, we know that many of our membership are out and about. And so, Lord, we pray that you keep them safe wherever they are and that you bless them. As Caden shares and as Larry shares, Lord, give them the peace that passes understanding and fill them with your spirit because the words that they share with us are what the story that they've lived and the, and the words that you have given them for us on this day. So, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your spirit would lead and guide. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, now the end is near And so I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way Regrets, I've had a few But then again too few to mention I did what I had to do and saw it through without exemption I planned each charted course each careful step along the byway Much more than this, I did it my way. Yes, there were times, I'm sure you knew, when I bit off more than I could chew. But through it all, when there was dark, Share of losing and now 
side I find it all so amusing to think I did all that and may I say not in a shy way oh no I did it my way For what is a man? What has he got? If not himself Then he has not To say the things He truly feels And not the words Of one who much out of my comfort zone, so bear with me. Um, Mike also said that this was an elevator speech. This is probably an elevator that's going to the 40th floor and breaks down halfway. <laughs> so, um, my story, um, and I've actually, this will be the first time I'm ever sharing it, is to me a fascinating one because in the life that I've lived, in the people I've seen, I've rarely seen I've rarely encountered anyone that has one similar to me. That is until I made it here. And I realized that there are a bunch of people in this building that have similar stories to me. So my story basically begins in my childhood, as all of ours do. I was raised by a single mother and my grandmother, who all of you have definitely heard about by this point. My story does not really hit the major point until I'm in middle school. I'm in eighth grade, I've just started. We used to have this thing where in the morning, we would get up and we would go for 40 to 50 minutes, be in a certain place, whether we needed help with homework or, we w or it was a club. I didn't have a say where I was put because I wasn't there on the day we signed up. I got put in a place. I was put to help with the special ed kids. These were kids that had disabilities that did not allow them to function normally in the classroom setting, so they needed extra help. That's where I met someone. Someone that has been with me for a very long time, but not in the good way. I met a girl, and quite frankly, it was the only, it was the first and only time that I had met one that had taken an interest into me. And so, being an eighth grader, being stupid, we decided to date. It was not a smart decision. There was a lot of things that went down between us, stuff that I'm not gonna get into today. But the scarring that I left that relationship with would only be the beginning of the next two years of my life, which would become the hardest years of my life to this point. In these years, I lost several of the biggest and prominent family figures that I have ever known. People that would always be there for me, people that had guided my family through some of the hardest things that they've ever been through. 
The first death of my family that really hit us was the death of my great-grandmother. She was born in Monterey, Mexico, 14 kids, 12 girls, two boys. I feel sorry for the boys. <laughs> and she eventually immigrated over here legally to live with her children. She passed away when she was 86 years old. Complications from a hip surgery. That was the first tremor that hit my family the hardest. We had lost the center of what was our family, and it would only fall apart even more. The next would be my great-grandfather. He was a World War II veteran, I found out. He had served an island hopping in Japan, and he apparently also has PTSD when he returned. That sent a tremor on the other side of my family because no one had ever lost someone ha who had been that important, who had displayed what he had. He was one of the most holy men that I have ever known, a mason, a, a true warrior of God, as they put it at his funeral. Now, this next part of my journey would probably take the most south. There were four deaths in this time period of my life, but there was almost a fifth, and it was my own. I attempted at two times to end my life. They were in a separation of a six-month period. The second one went into hospitalizing me, and then I would be sent to a mental facility for rehabilitation. Luckily, I wasn't there for very long, but while I was there, a key cornerstone of my faith was instilled in me, and that was everything is going to happen for a reason. There is not one incident in this world that happens without God saying it. And that came out of that time. Then the next death in my family, as most of you probably can guess, was the death of my grandmother. The holiest woman, the shining star in my eyes, the woman that meant everything to me. She had practically raised me from infancy while my mother was at school. She would always be there to listen to me. She was the one who invited me into Jesus, into God, and into Scripture. Her passing would affect me to no end, and it still does to this day. The final death would come of my great-grandmother, my other one, who would now leave my grandfather without parents. She was a holiness, and she was just as much of a spiritual warrior as her husband was. You could not ever meet that woman, and she wouldn't be smiling or happy or praising. All of this combined within a two-year period plus this messy relationship, would lead me astray. I walked away from the pulpit. I walked away from my Bible. I closed it and set it aside. I could not understand, I could not take the fact that the creator of everything, the holy matriarch, that all that he is, that he would take everything from me. And so I walked away. I walked away into what is the darkness of humanity. I searched for answers other places. I looked to science. I looked to history. I looked to literature that was not the Bible. I looked everywhere for an answer, and I never got one. But then probably the biggest, of well, the second biggest event of my life occurred. I'll never forget it because it's my girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> 
It was two years ago, on August 17th. I had met Hannah through band in high school and we had talked, but we never really became friends. But I remember that as soon as she heard of the passing of my grandmother, she was one of the only people that had ever told me that I could come to them in any event, that if I needed anything. And so I did. I came to her on that day and asked her to help me. A few months later, we were dating, and then I made a realization. She is a churchgoer. She is a worshiper. And that confronted me because I knew if I wanted a successful relationship, unlike my first one, I would have to return to church. And I'll admit, I didn't want to. I had walked away. I had thrown my Bible down. I was angry. And in all honesty, I didn't think I belonged there. I didn't think that I was welcomed there anymore. But that all changed when I came to the first sermon. Now, I don't remember the exact entirety of it, but I do remember that we were in the story when Brad Green was here, and we were on chapter 12, so for any of you who remember that, please tell me, because I don't remember. <laughs> but throughout this entire time, I've been, it has changed me. This church and its people have changed me. Every single one of you has had some profound impact on my heart and my spirituality. And I wanted to take a moment to actually thank some of y'all for that. Now, he's probably not going to imagine this, but Brad, your story, your testimony when you gave it, <coughs> I had never imagined that someone as kind and as loving and as amazing as you had gone through that, through your life. It touched my heart, and it was one of the first, because no one, I didn't know any of y'all's stories, but yours really touched my heart. Mike, I don't believe in coincidences, like I've said. I believe that everything in this world happens for a reason. When you came here, you shared your story on day one. You weren't afraid of it. That spoke so much to me. That honestly is probably one of the biggest reasons I'm up here. It gave me the courage to actually do this. Tammy, Larry, in the time that I've actually gotten a chance to spend with y'all, I've witnessed some of the two greatest Christians I will ever see. I've witnessed love and caring and compassion. I've witnessed some of the greatest spiritual warriors I will ever see in my life. And I thank you for allowing me to stay there with you. And Hannah, what I wrote in here, I think perfectly describes how I felt about you and how I still do. And I'm gonna read, this will be the only time I'm reading for this, by the way. I said, Hannah, you are an angel in human form. You truly have the gift of grace and compassion that any Christian should strive to achieve. And your voice is a true reflection of that. I can't even begin to express how much that means to you as God's guidance has, as God's guidance has influenced you to bring me back into his house. You truly have changed who I am. All of you have. The heart that sits within this chest is no longer the heart that sat in it two years ago. This church 
is truly full of some of the most amazing Christians and people that I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. And I, would th and I thank all of you for what you have done personally for me, for the kingdom of God, and for the people of this community. And I would like to say thank you for allowing me to share my story with you today.